On this Gun Talk Hunt, we've got our good buddy Thomas Allen back in the game, and we're talking all things turkey right here on Gun Talk Hunt. Hey, I'm KJ, dedicated lifelong hunter here. If you've got an interest in all things hunting, you're in the right spot. Whether chasing quail across the plains of Oklahoma or in pursuit of elk in the backcountry of British Columbia, you'll always find me on the hunt. Welcome in Gun Talk Hunters. I'm your host, KJ, and hey, we're going to talk turkeys. Um, and there is no better guy on this planet that I can think to talk turkeys with. Well, there's another guy out there that I'm sure is probably better, but none more well-versed than Mr. Thomas Allen, and it's been too long since we've had him on. Thomas, welcome in. Hey, thanks for having me again. You're right. There's probably a lot of better options, but you have low standards, so I, I'm. I do have low standards. Yeah, I got low standards, so we'll we'll uh, <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Uh, this gun talk hunt is brought to you by Ruger. Thank you for your support and Range Ready Studios. Find your next Range Ready class at RangeReadyStudios.com. Uh, we're gonna talk turkeys because it's it's that time of the year. Um, and I don't know, like I guarantee you, the bass are not moving up on beds like they are in Louisiana, up in Minnesota. <laughs> no like there's no way no the only bedding going on is me sleeping in because we're getting more snow and still have 35 plus inches of ice on our lakes but uh yeah it's, that sounds it's disgusting you know you have to love winter to love it here and and the month of march i would say uh, we lived in birmingham alabama for five years march was a great time of year here it's probably the worst time of year because What's winter's so hanging on you were so close. I mean, you so were starting to melt. I had to shovel the roof off the other day. I mean, it's Minnesota problems, but yeah, you take the bad with the good. And and come April, uh, it's it's gonna I, be awesome. I will say I will say this: like I was shocked last week when I saw a bass on the bed. And I mean, that's you know the March you know second time frame, March first, like right around the beginning of March. There was a bass on the bed. I caught it, threw it back. And I was like, you got to be kidding. They're already moving up. And like last night I walk out and I, I can see like 10 beds all along, all along the shoreline, dude. It is glorious. It's, it's probably about 84 degrees right now. And they are just humming. I kind of hate you. Uh, you, you know, our buddy, Tim price, right? You remember? Oh Tim yeah. Price? I'm going to show you a picture here. We were out testing some new hummingbird gear and, uh, he slammed into a nice one. We'll see if that'll show up. On the ice. On the ice. Dude, that's yeah. a great shot. Yeah. Well, you, you took that picture? Well, yeah. Oh, okay. Dude, yeah. that's that's a good bass. <laughs> that's that, nice. That bass. bass had to have been deep, huh? Uh 10 feet. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's a weird time of year because uh I leave in in three weeks for our first in fisherman TV shoot. Um, we're actually headed to Texas, going to fish Sam Rayburn, not too far from you. Uh, no, definitely not close enough for me to stop by, though. No, uh, not but, far enough for me to drive either. That's right. Uh, but <laughs> really, the whole process of our turkey season is underway. And, and you know, it, it does. My wife said that this morning, like, how do you juggle all this? And I said, you know, it gets harder every year. And Kevin, I know you understand. Yeah. The older you get, the more involved you get with your children, uh, just your career, everything, the way it progresses, it's hard to no. keep up it takes an asserted effort to stick to it the hardest thing about it is that you had kids and i'm we find the same thing kids vie for that time and it, it's time we're willing to give up because we're, there's no better time because you don't get it back you're not going to get it back but it really sucks <laughs> 
Well, and, and with that, you know, my, my job centered around fishing, uh, thankfully. Uh, I love that part of it. But in April, this is the conflict of interest I have. I'm pretty selfish with April. <laughs> I will I will give uh, the bare minimum to any kind of work trip or uh, TV shoots. If, if I absolutely have to, I'll go do it. But I, I kind of plan ahead from about the first of the year into February. I start locking up dates in, in April and listen. I, I'm, I'm willing to go anywhere, anytime, work 60, 70 hours a week a lot of the time. But in April, I have turkeys to kill, and I'm not giving that up. Well, I will tell you this. like, So my turkey my turkey hunting has drastically changed over the past – I mean, it's was, it was the past eight or nine years when where my turkey hunting has transitioned from a nice private property that we could chase turkeys all day long on and – you know, the next door neighbor saying, Hey, you can hunt over here to now it's like, man, I got to find public land. I'm out, you know, early mornings listening for those gobbles. Are there birds on that, pro you know, that public land? And if not, where are they coming from? Um, so my turkey hunting, dude, it is, it is drastically changed. Well, and it gets hard and frankly, it gets tough to stay motivated if you're having to compete with other hunters and, um, you know, Public land can be good. And, and honestly, I've just learned this since we've lived here in Minnesota. My dog's going to join us here, I think. Oh, feel so free to have your head in. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, public land can be good. Here in Minnesota, we actually, it's the number one state for public land access. Pretty interesting. I came, you know, moved from right. Iowa years ago. It's the number one state for public land access. Like, and that's given any Western states? Uh, yeah, not counting, not counting Alaska. Yes. Okay. I was like, oh my gosh, that's a well, tall includes, order. It includes your Western states, Colorado, Wyoming, et cetera. But um, it, it's largely because the state makes tax forfeited land uh, public hunting accessible. So there's okay. you have that kind of factored in. But anyway, it still surprises me how many people go out. And even in a state where turkey hunting is not nearly as popular as everywhere else, um, the amount of people you see on public. So I go out of my way to, to find private and knock on a lot of doors. We've talked about it on this program before. Yeah. It's, it's worth the extra work, but it is absolutely work. And I think <laughs> if, I think that was, well, I think that was a last year's podcast that we did sometime around the same time in the spring, but, but Thomas has a very interesting way of going about a very professional way. And I think that that needs to be held in high regard because he does it in such a professional manner it opens a lot of doors. Um, so if you haven't listened to that podcast, go back in the archives, check them out. Um, you can find all those on YouTube or Facebook or guntalk.com. Um, well, let me, let me tell you something about that, Kevin. This is, this is interesting. I actually just was reminded of this story. Um, this will be our third year on some of these properties and I'm expecting to probably lose one out of the 12 that we had last year. And uh, Tommy and I, especially Tommy got his uh, driver's permit. So we've been logging the hours on oh, Turkey. scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've said some bad he words. can't be old enough. Just Dude, like a few years ago. He, he's 15 and six, four. I mean, geez. Anyways. So I got to tell you this, this is, this is a, a heartfelt indication of really why I enjoy the outdoors so much. And with every landowner I meet, I go out of my way to stop by before, during, and after the season. I talked about it in that podcast. Yeah. Uh, and at the end of this last season, we trying to think of something different to do for the landowners. You know, they don't want money. They don't want gift certificates. That kind of cheapens their generosity. So uh, my wife and daughter are tremendous bakers, and they baked like 
eight or nine loaves of bread. And my wife's bread is mm, fantastic. And that that was probably the most well-received gift uh, that we give, gave over the years of doing this. And no one, one of the places where Taylor shot her turkey, um, it's an older elderly couple. I'd say she's in her late 70s. He's He was in her, his early 70s. Um, I was actually traveling... I don't know where I was going. It might've been Florida. I was traveling to Florida to do some work for InFish and outdoor sportsman's group. And I was on the airplane on the tarmac and I got a phone call from a local number here that I didn't recognize. Now, if it's generally, I don't get spammed by local Minnesota numbers yet. At least I don't have my number. So I just, give I thought, it time. give it time, see if they leave a voicemail. <laughs> Plane still sitting there, have a voicemail. And I decided to listen to it. And it is this lady, her name is Marge, and she is in tears. She's like, Thomas, I, I have some terrible news about Bob. Please give me a call. And I'm like, you know, rut row, you know, I'm about to yeah. take off. And and you you get this whenever you meet somebody or especially a landowner. The, the thing that I offer is you ever need help, feel free to give me a call. Yeah. And, and I mean that. Now, I'd say <laughs> almost none of them ever call, um, but Marge called and and I was literally going down the down the runway to take off texting my wife Marge's number to call sounds like there was an emergency. Well, right. In the air, able to get internet service, Catherine texted me back and said that her husband uh had committed suicide. Oh, with gosh. Um so it was a big mess, but she was calling to let me know that he really enjoyed uh us stopping out, enjoyed the bread and especially kept Taylor's turkey picture. Cause we shot a turkey out there in his yeah. book. He is a bookmark. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't necessarily only get into this to shoot turkeys, but because I enjoy meeting people and I got home, went out to see Marge and took the family, took her a fresh loaf of bread yeah. um, and just said, listen, we are here to help. If you need help feeding the goats, if you need help bringing in firewood, I'm going to check in on her at least once a week. And, and I oh, talked yeah. to yesterday and she says she's fine and she's a she's a stubborn old bird and i love that <laughs> but listen you never know who you're gonna meet and while i don't like this situation i appreciate that she called me and oh, that's yeah. why i give that offer and so hey yeah if you're, gonna, if you're gonna make that offer stand behind it well and that's that's what i was sitting there thinking i was like you know when push comes to shove when someone asks you to do something Man, you better be there for them, um, or have in some capacity be able to, you know, have a buddy go out and check on them. And like you, like you said, if you're not there, like you want to be there for them. Um, but it's man, it's mending fences. It's you know, letting the cows out if you you need to open a gate or something like that. Because that's what I'll do when we go. You know, and we pay for a lease out in Oklahoma, and we've got some private. Um, and Thomas, you've been on it. But man, when I, before I go out there, I make sure I contact the landowner that one, he knows I'm out there and say, Hey, you need me to water cows. You need to me to haul some hay, whatever you got to do. Um, and he rarely are the times rare are the times that they will say, they, they will say, yeah, I need your help. They rarely do because mm -hmm. they've got the whole system down. They know what they're doing, but, um, and then You're ready to drop it all. If they do ask, that's yes. what I Right. 100%. Well, and then a different opportunity would came up and you know, he the landowner contacted me 3 weeks ago and goes, "Hey, uh 
there's going to be a helicopter out here and we were wanting to know this is their land by by the way we were wanting to know if we can run the helicopter over it to shoot uh hogs out of and coyotes and i'm like kill them all <laughs> pile them but, up but he was partly asking you know hey do you want to ride in it so but i didn't get to go so but no. man you got to be there when folks ask and i mean that's part of that's your end of the deal well uh, and you just go above thing. and beyond we were there uh and she's like oh and you're welcome to turkey hunt and i said marge i said thank you but we're not here to turkey hunt i said right. if we have the opportunity we'll come back and see you later in the spring right now we're just here to let you know if you need help let me know here's some fresh bread taylor made some cookies too that i ate half of on the way there uh so surprise me. <laughs> you know what the people you get to meet in this sport in this industry really just yeah. it, it tops it all and, and if you get to combine that with a chance to to shoot some deer some turkeys together like that that's really the cherry on top but yeah let's be honest the people you get to meet trump everything oh yeah absolutely um well, on that, let's uh, we're going to take a real quick break uh, and hear a word from our sponsors. But when we come back, let's start let's start talking about how to analyze what makes a good turkey spot. Um, and this is something that Thomas Allen specializes because he's got obviously he's got a lot of time behind the wheel with a new driver in the family. So uh, on the other side of this break, we'll hear more. All right, this is brought to you by Ruger and the Ruger SFAR. You do not pronounce it Safar or Safar. It's really good, but it's S F A R and it is a 762308 gun, 10 plus 20 capacity, Magpul stock, uh, threaded. But I will, I will say this like, if you're going to shoot this gun, go ahead and shoot it with the brake on because it is a robust brake and it controls that rifle really good. Um, so if you're looking for a new 308 AR-10, look at the Ruger SFAR because it is lightweight. I want to say the weights, I forget what the weight is, but man, this is one of the lighter weight ARs on the market and it's sitting around like seven pounds. That's about what you're going to get out of it. But great options from Ruger, Ruger.com. And Range Ready Studios, did you know you can come train with Chris Serino and potentially like see what's going on around here? At Range Ready Studios, you've got training courses. We've got AR courses. We have a ladies-only course coming up in June. So you can find all this out at rangereadystudios.com. You've got to go over there. you got to get signed up. Uh, but we also offer first-person defender experiences and semi-auto operator courses. You don't have to be an operator just because it says operator, but I guarantee you, you will leave one. So go to rangereadystudios.com to learn more. All right, we're back with Thomas Allen, uh, Turkey Hunter Supreme. If you're not watching this video, if you're just listening to it, we appreciate your, your ears. We love them. Um, but if you want to know how serious Thomas is about his turkey hunting, Go click on the video because you're going to want to see the copious amounts of beards hanging on his wall. Um, but it, do you? How many Oklahoma beards are up there? That's what I want to know. Um, I have shot, I think, four turkeys in Oklahoma, and they're all right down by Norman, so not far from some of your yeah. stop. Oh, that's is that our buddy Jeff Puckett? Is that some uh, of his work? No, but I did turkey hunt with Jeff on one of his places. Um, and this has happened to me before the last time we talked about this. I forgot his name, but Jared Miller, um, yeah. 
for Bassmaster Elite Series angler, also was quite the contender in last year's classic, led on day yes. one, believe it or not, made it through the open. Yeah, I was so happy to see that. Like that was yeah. so exciting to see because I've fished a lot with Jared and we're really good buddies and still keep Super up to dude. this day. Yeah. And, and yeah, and I, I don't know that I have any intentions to come turkey hunt soon, but I would not feel bad calling and asking because he was nope. like, Kill them all, we don't hunt them. So Oh, you know, you know he'd he'd let you come in. And I also wow. hunted with a, a game warden Shane up uh near Oh, Mr. Shane Canada. Fields. Yep, Shane. Good old, yep. good old good old game warden buddy of mine too. Yeah, That's well, bad I'll that we you, run in the same circles. It is weird. And honestly, <laughs> I didn't beat either of those guys through you, which is funny. Yeah. That is but odd. Shane was my boat driver at an elite event on Grand Lake at least twice. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Oh, he's a great dude. Him. Great game warden. He's really I good game warden. Killed a turkey with him, and Brandon Lester was with us on that hunt, um, who's an elite series pro too. And and uh, yeah, Shane. Shane's got the hookups. Oh yeah, he does. I mean, he knows he's a good game land. warden. <laughs> hey, by the way, before we get it, the last time we talked. You, we talked button bucks or not button bucks, shed bucks. <laughs> it looks like a button buck. What's the progress on that skull? Okay. Well, you, so I, I know we end up getting on, on little like rabbit trails on the show. And then we spend a minimal amount of time talking about what you had me on for, but yeah. this, I'll, I'll give the as brief as abbreviated version as possible. And I do have to pull up a photo here. Um, so this last winter, um, this is awful. My, my family and I, and as, as we often do, we didn't get a lot of deer here in Minnesota and we eat four or five deer a year in my family. So we went down to Iowa to hunt with our buddy, Jeremy King, who's been on this show as well. Yeah. Um, and I, the goal was to shoot a couple, three does during the, the Iowa non-resident holiday antlerless season or something like that. It's just a, it's a week long doe season. And if your particular County has a, a remaining quota, you're able to partake. So we, <laughs> Uh, I just, I have a little bit of a history as a internet guy of running my mouth and I don't do it anymore. I've grown up some I've learned. And there was a day I would say back in the, you know, 2010 ish time frame, 12, whatever, where I got on the internets and would criticize people for shooting shed bucks because, uh, there's really no excuse for it. And, and as much as I, I, I would like to, to say that I am above such mistakes, I made a pretty big mistake while we were there. I'm trying to find this photo because it was just ignorant. So first story, first night, uh, was walking out 10 minutes early. It was cloudy. I saw two small deer and a big deer run about 150 yards in front of me. And I was hunting with the, the 350 legend. Maybe you guys mm -hmm. have talked about it on, on some of your forums, but uh, it's a straight wall cartridge, basically a muzzle loader in a rifle form. Uh, it's a sweet, sweet shooting gun, 200 yard gun. Uh, they stopped. I ranged them 185, put the crosshairs on the big one, toosh, shot. And uh, when I walked up here, um, it was big because he had shed his antlers. Yep. Happens every oh, time. Now, if you, you can every imagine, year they shed when you, <laughs> same body size. Let me get to that. Hang on. Same hang genitalia. On you can't see that in the scope when it's almost dark. Okay. <laughs> so the, the reality is um, when you're hunting with a bunch of buddies and you make a mistake like that, after the history I have of running. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
Oh yeah, it was time. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Oh, that looks horrible. Oh. Oh, he just showed like again, you got to watch this because he just showed a a full shoulder mount of a shed buck. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Dude, that's a great idea for it, but a better idea would be to hang it on the wall frame all your comments on shooting shed bucks and let that be the trophy. <laughs> no, no, I'm not either. So I'm definitely not. And then two. Um, all right. We're going to get back on the Turkey talk. Cause I know that's what people come here for. Right. Um, So looking at property, when you are looking for a property that will house deer, do you start your, do you start your look on, cause this is how I do it. I'll start my look on past history, then go to on like an onyx mapping system, base maps, another one. Um, I'll start there. Where do you, what do you start? Right. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of history. History plays a big part of it because I mean, they, they're, they're, they are creatures of habit to, to a certain extent. 
um, we had three years in a row, we were sitting there, my buddy and I were hunting and we noticed like this hay bin, like this big circular hay bin. They would always walk by it first thing, like in the morning, they'd light down. And then about mid morning, probably about like nine o'clock, they'd make their way past that. And I was like, well, I mean, if we could pull them in earlier, it might be worth it. So we, we set him in like the next year opening morning. We hadn't driven by it. We just set him in that hay bin, just sit down. We put some decoys out, started making a few calls. Sure enough, exactly on cue birds walk right by that hay bin and he ends up bagging a bird. And I'm like, man, there's some, there might be something to this history thing. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I know, man. I I don't see how you could do it because what you like run like thirty cameras already. Oh well, that that makes it all much better. Oh, that that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the same, yeah, same principle that applies with deer and, you know, a bedding area or something like that. If you're always going in and checking a trail camera, I mean, they know who's been in their bedroom. That'd be like someone coming in and undoing the, you know, the corner of your bed sheets and you'd be like, oh, I thought I did. I thought I made that. It's the same thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. What are you uh what are you shooting this year?
You did. I didn't know if you were still going to shoot that, but you like it that much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a good looking hat on you. I'm surprised. Tungsten? Yeah. I So I just I think it was last year I got a Savage 110 which is a four a single shot 410 and dude that thing is awesome. And I'm dude it's it's fun to shoot. It's in bot I had to get in bottomland camo. Like so so I got in bottomland camo. But um but yeah, it's I want it's super light. Um and I think it only costs like 200 bucks, I think. No. Dude. Well, yeah, because bigger is better, right? I mean, that's that's the thing. Yeah, I'm sorry. I have to. I have to correct myself. It is a Stevens 301 is what I have, but Savage Stevens. Kind of the same, out of the same thing. But yeah, 301. Yep. Dude, it's so cool. But this one, but mine came in like a bottomland camo. It was freaking awesome. Like, yeah, no. Dude, you can get one. So they're MSRP, MSRP, whatever speak that is. But, but for, I mean, it's two twenty seven. So you're gonna find that gun under two hundred bucks. That is awesome. All right. Yeah, you need to get you one. You get you one. Yeah, yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I'll get to hunt a little bit. I've got a couple places around here locally that I might be able to get out and chase them. So, well, I'm going to. Like, it's that the 410 needs to, to ring out through the woods. All right, well, I'll get to walking.
I'll start now. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yes, there is. Yep, hundred percent. That's why you. I mean, oh, what is it? What is it? Fortune favors the prepared. Yeah. Oh, really? It's all the way up. Jeez. Right. Dude, it's all about putting in that time. That's what you got to do. Well, all right, dude. Well, I appreciate you spending a little bit of time with us. <laughs> I know. It's, it's a gift. It truly is. <laughs> all right, Thomas Allen, thank you for joining us. Uh, go check him out. Hey, where can they find all, all what you do? Oh, oh yeah. Awesome. Well, good. I'm I'm excited for you to do that. And I, th those guys over at Game of Fish are always really good. They're they're good people. They do good work. It will. I'm sure it will. All right, all you gun talk hunters, you know the drill. Keep those muzzles pointed in a safe direction, and always be on the hunt.